Hello and welcome back to another episode of That's What People Do. I looked earlier and I think this is episode 92. It Could is. Be wrong. I think it's 92. Amazing. I'm James Kay and as always, Ryan McGowan. How are you, Ryan? I'm, I'm very hot. I'm very hot, but uh, the Euros are on. It's coming home mm. and I'm very happy. Yeah, it's good to have the football back. I actually really tossed up the idea of um, doing some sort of football-themed episode, uh, but I just don't know if our demographic of listeners would appreciate it, so I really I stayed away. As long as it's interesting, it's... I think they'll give us the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? Like, What's interesting to me is probably not interesting to other people. Like, I'm not sure people want to know how Johan Cruyff revolutionised football with tiki-taki passing play. <laughs> Yeah, but but, uh, but it's it's finding that angle. So like we done, we talked, we spoke about the football game uh, during World War One, the Christmas truce. It's having that little angle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the historical angle. I'm sure I'll find a way to get one in eventually. Yeah. But that's not what we're going for now. But yeah, hot. Um, it is fucking hot, isn't it? We 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 should address this. We met up the other day for the first time in over a year. We did. We did. If anyone follows we us, we saw each other. If anyone follows us on Instagram, you'd have seen. Uh, we posted a little short story on our story uh we were together in person for the first time in over a over a year a long old time yeah yeah i didn't recognize you in a no grown so much in good old london town we went through our old place of work we sat by the london eye we had some good food we had some drinks yeah and just had a good old time yeah it, it was it was really fun it was good to meet up again in person i can't wait to actually work again in person with you um and do, yeah. do this whole pod thing in person um but yeah no we obviously have mentioned the place where we met <laughs> obviously the, the lead dungeon um and we hadn't been back for years like we've just not got around to going there at all and obviously we went back there uh last week and it was it was eye-opening wasn't it it's changed it's i think that's the best phrase it's changed things have changed things have changed i mean we were always the elite the top tier the best you're never going to get better than that so yeah. Hey. And even I was keep bad. Keep plugging away, people who work there. <laughs> yeah. Keep chugging away during COVID times, uh, which has now been extended. Obviously, I understand that if you're listening to this uh, a year in the future, you'll go, oh, I don't care anymore. Um, for those that have listened to well, it. Well, I fucking hope that's the thing. Otherwise, you'll be like, nope, there's another extension <laughs> a year in advance. Yeah, so it could be relevant. I'll say Boris Johnson's just extended the restrictions again, and it's 2022. And they'll go, yeah, I know. Oh, I can't. I can't. Mm. To be fair, though, at the minute, my life is not massively different from normal. I hate the having to book for pubs, but if you go during a weeknight, which I tend to, it's fine. And I, I don't like that you can only stay there for an hour and a half. Uh, like, like the other day, I was booking um a, a drinking venue for myself and uh, a, f- a friend. And we, we went for it. Luckily, I didn't use the entire time, but you can only stay there for an hour and a half. And it really stressed me out. Mm. I like knowing that the evening is open-ended. Yeah. So that you, you, you have the bar area, the sitting area for an hour and a half. Do they have a specific time limit for the bathroom area as well, James? <laughs> right. I got food poisoning and I projectile vomit. <laughs> I, I vomited. It wasn't a good evening for me. Um, I'm not going to name the restaurant because the service was lovely. But it the so they... I don't eat meat and somehow managed to... Uh, was it food poisoning? I don't know. Mm. But it was horrible. You managed to spend half your night in the toilet, didn't you? It was it was great. It was great. I think that was the night after I uh, was in London as well. Made my body was just like this is a bit much. Yeah. Got used to the rest. Maybe I was sunburnt. I don't know. I'm sunburnt all the fucking time now. Anyway, shall we? Let's crack on, shall we? Who are we talking about today? I hear you cry. That's a great question. We're talking about Queen Elizabeth II. If you don't know your queens or your history, don't worry. It's the current queen. It's not history. It's right now. Because it was her birthday. Um, I know this. It's on my notes. June twenty, June twelfth. I almost said t- June twenty-first. My God, this could be a long episode. June twelfth. Doesn't she have two birthdays? Well, yeah, absolutely. This is in my opening paragraph. Does that mean, so does that mean we have th- to do another you... episode in about a couple of weeks' time? No, no, we missed it. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's two birthdays. So if you watch The Crown. Um, you'll probably be loving all the juicy goss from the from the royals. This isn't really that. This is kind of just more facts about the queen and her life. If you want the goss, go watch The Crown. I don't know how much of it's real. I don't really give a fuck. And then at the end, we'll have a good old chat about why the monarchy should maybe be abolished. Well, 
funny enough, we mentioned the crown, obviously, recently now. Uh, they've got Princess Diana, Prince Charles, all that sort of drama. Uh, as the royals and the royal family have come out since and said, oh, you know, the crown's a bit, you know, it's taken uh, creative licenses with our history and our lives. Uh, so we know a lot of it's kind of forced or, you know, a lot of it's bullshit, just dramatised stuff. So I would recommend go um, go listen to our Princess Diana episode uh, mm. to get the real goss on what happened between the two and how Prince Charles once dated Princess Diana's sister before Princess Diana. Hmm. A lot happened. The crown. My my mum and brother fucking love the crown. I, I uh, right. I need to address the swearing again. You're better than this. My mum and brother um watch the crown a lot, and they love it. I I've caught a few episodes. I don't really care. It's just the royal family is just a soap opera that's just got massively out of hand, <laughs> and we all just need to calm down a bit. But the queen, hurrah! So we're going to be talking about Queen Elizabeth II, the current monarch of Great Britain and the Commonwealth, whether you call it the Commonwealth or the Empire, is entirely up to you. Uh. Because she celebrated her birthday on June 12th, despite actually being born on April 21st, 1926 in London. Why is her official, and I'm doing the, 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 the finger gesture there, official birthday celebrated in June? Well, it's a tradition that goes back to 1748 when King George II was on the throne. And it's literally because British weather is awful. So these like birthday parties will always have outdoor celebrations. So they move the official birthday to June because that's when there's a better chance of having nice weather. Right. So why not just say, you know, my birthday's here, but we're having a party in June. I don't know. It's just the royal family being extra as always. But yep, King George II did it because he wanted a party and now it's just carried on. Um, Like Prince Charles, I believe, is born in November and his official birthday will be summertime. It's usually on the first or second Saturday of June. Ah, what? What? Oh, I don't like that immediately. I don't like that. Obviously, if you're a regular listener to the show, you, you're very much aware of our thoughts, feelings and opinions on monarchy. So um, I don't really know what you're expecting, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't like that they do that. Why bother? Just you, you're rich enough. You, you've got loads of palaces. You could have a nice big party in. You don't have to be outside. So you're just being a bit of a twat. Yeah, they do like their garden parties, don't they? So during these notes, I'll put a disclaimer out. I've tried, I've, I've tried to stay as impartial as physically possible. I'm just stating the facts and then probably chime in with my opinions every now and then, <laughs> as I'm sure Ryan will as well. Oh, yeah, I will. So each monarch has their real birthday and then the official one, as it's called. And the Queen turned 95 in April. She is fucking kicking She's on, old. isn't she? She is, but her mother lived till she was like 101 or 102. This is why I'm convinced the royal family are clones or get healthcare that no one else does. There's something funny going that's on. That's got to be what it is. Like that's got to be what it is. It's the healthcare, isn't it? Because they're royals. Like they've got probably doctors every morning just checking their heart rate, checking their mm. vitals and everything, just being like, "Yep, you're all good for the day." Yeah, I'm convinced Prince Philip was cloned at least seven times before <laughs> they eventually just called it a day. No, it's not what it is. It's one of those like. He was actually dead the entire time. They just injected him with adrenaline so that he kept going or like every every morning yeah. just shocked him yeah. with electricity. So it just kept him going for 12 hours. Yeah, or someone watched Weekend at Bernie's and went, that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> the man flipped a car when he was in like his 90s and he was like, no, it does, it's something weird. Anyway. So when we see the Queen, and I'm sure if you're listening from one of our many other nations that listen to our, our show, we all see the Queen as this lovely elderly woman always wearing gloves. And she does that because she shakes hands so often she doesn't want to get germs. Yeah, Fair play. Yeah. Fighting COVID before it was cool. And she always seems to be gripping a handbag. What's in her handbag? I don't know. I like to think a pack of menthol, some mints. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And maybe like a Nando's card. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And, 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 and um, a little packet of tissues because every nan has a packet of tissues on them. Yeah, yeah, or some like Werther's Originals. Oh, I love a Werther's. Yeah, my nan used to always have Werther's Originals. I say used to, she's still alive, I just don't <laughs> get Werther's Originals off her anymore. She doesn't like them anymore. No, I haven't seen them in many years. Um, So in fact, the Queen hasn't always been an old woman, in fact, she used to be a child. And if you've ever seen The Crown, you'll be well versed in the Queen's life, but I haven't seen The Crown, so bear with me. We've already established she was born in April 26th in London to Prince Albert, which I'm sure is another way of saying you've got a piercing through your knob, Duke of York and Lady Elizabeth Bowes-Leon. Probably said that wrong. Everyone's got far too many titles. 
And if you've ever seen the King's Speech, you know, the Stuttering King, that's her dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Colin Firth, in it? Plays that guy in the King's yeah, Speech. Yeah, Colin Firth is the Queen's dad. Now, the Queen was not directly in line for the throne. So the Queen shouldn't, well, I'll say shouldn't, wouldn't have been the throne. However, her uncle, Edward VIII, abdicated the throne to his brother, Albert, because I'm pretty sure he wanted to marry a divorcee and also unofficially supported the Nazis, but we'll kind of just breeze <laughs> past that bit for now. Uh, what's it? Something Wallace? Her name was Wallace. Something yeah, Wallace? Son, the lady that um, Edward wanted to marry was like some... It was an American divorcee, it, yeah, wasn't it? American divorcee, something Miss Wallace or something, Lady Wallace, they, her name was. And they were like, yeah. yeah, you can't marry her, she's been divorced. And it's like, isn't like the whole point of our religion based on the fact that Henry VIII wanted to get his dick wet six times. That Yeah, he created a church just to... Because and I believe want, that is the like same church one. that our current monarch follows, and yet they were like, oh no, yeah, can't we're a mar- church marry of England. a divorcee. Um, it's like, right, okay. Although that created so much beef, the Church of England creation, because obviously you've got um, Bloody Mary and then her sister. Like, There's a lot of Catholicism and... Christianity or whatever and Protestant beef because Henry VIII wanted a divorce. It's crazy. Guy Fawkes tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament because really Henry VIII didn't like yeah. his wife. Uh, no, it's mad. Do you know what? So um, I watched a documentary on the guy, the the gunpowder plot. Uh, it was like a Richard Hammond one, which like a relatively modern one. They actually made a mock up of the Westminster Palace that they were going to try and blow up and see if the thirty six barrels would have mm. done the job. And they're like, yeah, hundred percent, it would have done the job. But uh, a historian was talking about that time period of like Catholics and Protestants and sort of the beef between them and said it was almost like how today we see ISIS in the Middle East. It was like that, that kind of, that, oh. that's apparently how serious it was for a lot of people. Like it was scary serious. Like you'd look at them and think, no, that bloke's going to kill me. Catholics are going to blow me up and kill me and that kind of stuff. And obviously people then had then all Catholics get labelled as, like, being these bad people. Like, like not all Muslims are terrorists. Not all Catholics were, like, bastards back in the time. That kind of attitude back then. Which I find mm. interesting. Fascinating, because they were persecuted by whoever's monarch was in charge. And there was a lot of killing oh, yeah. going on. It's an in- um, we'll do... Um, I was planning on doing Guy Fawkes, but I think we'll save that for November when it's actually yeah, I think relevant. that's a good idea. It's interesting point of uh, history. Yeah, we, 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 could do, we could do an entire well, script. We have one ready to go. For Guy Fawkes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we literally could. Master Edward Bates. It didn't exist. But anyway. It didn't exist. They just wanted to use the word masturbate in a script. So, naturally, when you see someone in line... F- when you suddenly become in line for the throne, pardon, the expectations of you will change. Like, if you look at ha- uh, Harry and William, for example, they're two very... They're brothers, but they're two very mm. different people. And I believe it's because the expectations of them are different. Harry's going to become king. William does what he wants, literally does what he wants. The future queen's education was strictly monitored by her mother. Not only was her education the best you could get from tutors from Eton, where she learned different languages, music, art, and all the other general shit you'd expect, but she also had to learn very quickly how to operate as a monarch and how to properly conduct yourself at all times. And it's fairly noticeable in pictures from when she was in line for the throne um, like beforehand she always had like a cheeky smile and like a bit of a glint in her eye and afterwards the pictures became a lot more serious and a lot more yeah. stern which I think is a damn shame just for her as an individual I think this is where my heart goes out to the monarchy a little bit like as soon as you're born obviously you're born into so much wealth and land and you'll never go wanting but Christ your life is controlled from the minute you're See, born the, the the difference I think is um, before when royals had like ultimate power um, it didn't matter what the public necessarily thought of you because you had dictatorial control over the land, the people, the army, and everything as such as like that. Whereas yeah. um, when we then got a constitutional monarchy whereby you know the people and the government is more in charge and the, the, the monarch is more the figurehead for the nation, um, that they're, in, like, they're on the back foot. And in the crown, I think they actually say, they're like, we we exist because we adapt and evolve uh, to to mod- more modern times, and we don't upset anyone. We don't mm. piss anyone off. We just we smile, we wave when we have to, and we please people. As long as people like us and uh, are oh, just almost like forget about us, then we're safe in our world. 
As soon as we start pissing people off, they'll they'll kick us out of our palaces. That's what happened in France. Viva, Viva la revolution. revolution. The Queen had a younger sister, Margaret, and her father absolutely doted upon Margaret, and she was definitely the fun mm. child. And when the Queen was 13 in 1939, war broke out, which seems to be a really running theme in this podcast. Yeah, it's a, quite a big part of the 20th century. Yeah, everyone seems to live through the war. No matter when you were born, you lived through the war. During the first year, the royals remained at Buckingham Palace in London, and in 1940, the palace was hit with five high-explosive bombs. Instead of fleeing, King George VI and his wife, Queen Elizabeth... Um, I'm going to take a brief pause here. Did you know, uh, just listeners in general, in case you didn't, you can have a king and a queen, but you can't have a queen and a king. That's why Prince Philip was never the king, because a king outranks a queen. So... When William becomes king, it'll be he'll be King William or whatever, and uh, Kate Middleton will be the queen. But obviously, because the queen was the one in line, the current queen is the one in line. Prince Philip could not become a king because he'd outrank her. Oh right, there you are. Okay. Oh, that power. would also make sense. Why, like Prince Albert, never became king of England with Queen Victoria. Yeah, yeah, the queen because uh, kings outrank them. I think there was something to change it because also like. I think they've changed it now that, say, um, William had a daughter first and then had a son second. The son would be the one yeah. in line for the throne. I think they changed it now that the the girl can Charlotte, become queen. Isn't it? Their daughter. But I, I don't know. Is the one. She, she's technically yeah. she's now like in line to the throne over someone else now because she's. Well, they've now changed the rules. But yeah, no, I always thought. Yeah, but it'll be I George that gets was like it. like a, a power play thing where it was like, I'm not having some bloke just wandering and then decide that he's now king and he's now more powerful than me because apparently that was a thing with apparently I mean, that was that a thing with Prince Albert Prince Albert with Victoria came in and started being a bit more like you know okay we need to do start doing this that the other and she's like hey listen boy I'm the queen here you're not uh, and he didn't like that that is sort of it because the king would have power over because obviously we're talking back in the, like traditional households if you know what I mean where the man has the power yeah. Which obviously the modern world has changed that, rightfully so. But back in the day, the king would 100% outrank the queen, and she would have to do everything he says. So they just kept it as the queen would. If the queen was the one in line, she was the one in power. But then, even in Prince Philip's and the queen's relationship, it was often said that he was the man of the house. Yeah, but then, like in every, um, I don't know if you've ever noticed, really, in every official portrait, whenever you see uh, the queen and you know now gone Prince Philip walking somewhere he's always behind her never in front because she's the queen mm. and he is her um subject and that's always been like that's always the been the case yeah you have to walk behind or beside the queen which is why when donald trump visited and just started fucking strolling in front of her everyone was like what are you doing mm. and he stopped dead in front of her as well and she was like what and she had to like adjust herself to move around him it was very rude. even just on a not like king and uh, queen and president basis just as like a person to person it's a very rude thing to do and she met Biden the other day. Yeah, yeah, and apparently he broke protocols as well by like, talking about something that they had discussed in private, which obviously you're never allowed to oh, do. Oh, really? Yeah. She, I think, uh, supposedly she asked about Putin. Um, and, yeah, obviously the fact that I'm able to say that's what she asked about means he broke protocol. Yeah. But fuck protocol, well, we because go. we don't like the royals. <laughs> get rid of them. It's, not, it's just stupid. Save it. We'll get there. We'll Save get it. there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Uh, so, yes, the the palace was bombed five times, high explosive, boom. The king and queen remained at the palace in a show of solidarity to those suffering from the blitz, and they'd often go and visit those affected by the bombs, and the queen, our current queen, reportedly said, I'm glad we've been bombed because now at least we can look the East End in the eye, which is quite powerful. Oh, 100%, 100%, but it's like one of the, like, that's such a clever thing to say because if you're in a position of power and it, things don't look like they affect you, you cannot get sympathy from like you know effectively the lower classes in this instance where mm. she can say oh, no 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 i'm just like you class is not a thing here i got bombed too and they'll go ah fair yeah. enough fair enough the wind sympathy bombs will kill you whoever you are the queen and her sister were eventually evacuated to windsor to get them out of the bombing raids whilst their parents remained in the capital and in 1940, she gave her first ever address on BBC Children's Hour in an attempt to boost the morale of those children who had been separated from their parents during the evacuation. In 1943, she was photographed tending to allotments in the grounds of Windsor Castle, 
and these were released to get others involved in growing food to boost food supplies as obviously due to the war there was a big food short and shortage rationing you know how it goes mm. when she turned 18 in 1944 she expre- expressed her interest in joining the ATS auxiliary territorial service which was the women's branch of the army Unmarried women under the age of 30 had to join the war effort, either working the land or building supplies for the army. And she wasn't given a special rank, and she like had to work her way up the ranks like everyone else, and eventually worked her way up to junior commander. Nice. I like that. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think, uh, did William and Harry do the same when they were in the army? Or they went in at a certain rank, they but they were just one of the lads. Officers, yeah, they went in as officers. Because, I mean, you can do that if you're a civilian as well. You can go to Sandhurst and uh, 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 pass out as a officer and that's what they did yeah yeah there was one of the lads good on him no i like when royals do military service obviously military service and royals goes back for you know arguably millennia um even i don't know if it's generally expected well i think what what is it is you you see like even like plantagenet kings or like you know kings before henry the eighth and whatnot their first son would would always be like leading an army somewhere you know in france yeah like so They've always there's always been like some presence when it comes to royals in the military. Mm. Yeah, think. but gone are the days of rousing speeches in front of their troops. Ah, oh, friends. <laughs> yeah, it's that would be cool, but it just doesn't happen anymore. And the king charging into battle. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't want to see anyone charging in front of an AK forty-seven. Well, you can. It just won't go very well. No, you won't go far. No. So, she joined the ATS as her junior commander, and in 1945, she began training as a mechanic and took a driving and maintenance course in Aldershot. When the war ended in 1945, the Queen and her sister went out into the crowds of London, unrecognised, and just joined in the festivities, including doing a conga through the Ritz. And she wasn't recognised. And she recalls it as one of the best nights of her life. I think that must have been such a freeing experience for her. Absolutely. That sounds so much fun. Yeah, just being part of it all. Yeah. And even now, at the age of 95, she can often be seen behind the wheel and is known to repair cars. And I'm going to get this fact in now. The Queen is the only person in this country who is legally allowed to drive without a driving licence. Oh, yeah, because she owns the land and all the roads. Therefore, it's private mm. land to her and you, can, you don't have to have your licence to drive on private land. She can do what she wants. She can. I'm sure she does have a lot. She seems like a very good driver, to be fair. Philip, not so much. Well, he's dead now, but when he flipped a car. I, I'm going to keep referencing that. He flipped a car he and survived. He walked away. He flipped a car and broke a woman's arm in the process. Yeah, and he was okay. It just doesn't make sense. Um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this on the pod before, because I, f- I feel like I've, re- I've said it to you anyway, but there's a funny story about Queen Elizabeth when the Sau- a Saudi king or prince came to the uk to meet the queen at like Mm. uh windsor and um traditionally she likes to take people out in her land rover and she drives around her like land Mm -hmm. just talking um and obviously in saudi arabia women don't drive and more importantly women don't drive men and so when she was like uh get in the car and he was like okay well you know i'll get in the car and then she got in the driver's seat and he's like um what are you doing and she's like we're going for a drive and they just drove him around her estate <laughs> and he was like oh my god freaked out there's like some like 90 year old woman driving him that's such a power move well, isn't it isn't it i think it's fantastic and the fact that she, if it broke down as well she could fix it she go oh it's the radiator yeah. oh and then fixes it and he's like yeah oh god this woman is so capable that must be baffling from a man from a country where, let's be honest, women do not have rights. Just coming here and a woman is... She is kind of the most powerful woman in the country, but not really. Well, just figuratively. Yeah. But, yeah, it must, that was cool. I love power moves from people. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Putin fan, don't get me wrong, but he once did the coolest power move of all time. He was meeting Angela Merkel, uh, the Chancellor of Germany, and he found out that she hated dogs so during their like one-to-one he bought his massive dog oh, with him just to sit in the room wow ah that is a move that is such a move just to do nothing except sit i respect that a lot i love power moves i think they're hilarious Aye, that is good i like that uh the queen is also the last remaining head of state who served during the war and that doesn't surprise me at the ripe old age of 95 mm. Soon after the war, in 1947, the royal family went to South Africa on a trip. Obviously not a holiday, a 
you know what the royal family do they tore their tore their stolen land during this trip she gave a speech where she acknowledged what was expected of her in the future and devoted herself to the service of her country for the rest of her life however this wasn't the biggest event to happen whilst visiting the commonwealth while she was there she met again a man named philip mountbatten and later the same year they were married this was of course prince philip she did however meet him many years prior when she was 13 and he was a young navy cadet so they were aware of each other Mm. but this is when they they hit it off and i won't lie they were a handsome couple she was a very good looking young woman and he was a handsome handsome chap oh absolutely like you look at the two of them and you'll go oh yeah 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 that they two they it's a great gene pool that is a great match and he's a very handsome man and yet they produced such weird offspring (laughs) yeah we'll we'll get onto the offspring later okay we'll go into that (laughs) (laughs) we know what's coming a year later, on November the 14th, 1948, she gave birth to her first son, Charles Philip Arthur George, or Prince Charles for short. And in 1950, Princess Anne was born. Charles was a very loving, caring child, and Anne was quite naughty. The Queen doted, and probably still dotes upon her children, and Charles in particular, who will obviously be the next king. Yeah, yeah. However, the early 50s weren't all smiles. King George was taken ill and was in a very bad way. And this is where his daughter stepped in to take the responsibility of royal visits to places like Canada. And in 1952, King George watched his daughter board a plane at Heathrow, and there's a video of him waving her off, and it was destined for Australia and New Zealand. En route, the Queen and Prince Philip stopped in Kenya, and it was here the news reached them that King George had passed away. He was sick. Mm. Uh, This event, besides from the fact she'd lost her father, was huge because she was now Queen, because... um, how the monarchy works the second one monarch dies the the next in line is the monarch straight away yeah you don't even even get time to mourn no you are because i think how it would work is there's an official protocol i think the bbc find out first because that's like the british broadcasting uh company and i think all the radios and everything i think people would get texts like alerts and it would literally say like the queen is dead long live the king i think that's mad. See, like people almost don't even get to like say mourn that period. Like you see it always in like dramas and whatnot. They come up to like the young prince and they go, um, "The king is dead," and then they bow and then they get on the knee and they're like, "Long live the king." Like, um, but you just told me the king's it's dead. Like the fucking flying Dutchman. The flying Dutchman needs a captain. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Oh, thank you for telling me my dad's but, dead. <laughs> but when she dies, I'm I'm going to say this less happy actually. When she dies. If it's like on a Monday, we'll get a day of mourning. It means everything will close. We say that, but we work. For we won't have to go to no, work. We work for companies that definitely will say, "Well, you know." But this is the thing. But you can turn around and say, "Actually, it's an official day of mourning. I don't need to be here." And they do not have a leg to stand on. Yeah, but they'll have listened to the podcast and gone. Yeah, but I know you're actually having a party. So, I'm a huge royalist. I don't know where anyone else would think different. Me too. Long live the queen. Like, like long live the. I wanna rem- remind me remind me to mention the national anthem later and the fact that we need to change it carry on oh 100% we do we'll, we'll take we'll put a survey out of what we should change it yeah. to but yeah and also when the queen dies I don't even remember when the queen mother died that funeral went on for far too long when the queen dies it's going to be just excessive I'm all for the day off mate to be honest You're, you and when Philip died as well, every t- oh, this is what pissed me off the chase was cancelled for the news mm. you don't cancel the chase <laughs> When the Queen dies, I guarantee the chase is going to be cancelled, and I'm going to... Oh, it's not what she'd want. No, no, I imagine she watches the chase. Listen, like... Uh, it's the best quiz show. So I don't wish ill on many people at all, nor do I wish death upon many people. And in this instance, I'm not wishing death or even, like, you know, hoping that it happens anytime soon to the Queen. I'm just against monarchy as an establishment not against the royal mm. herself. I think she seems like a proper... No, 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 of course. ...decent woman who, like, you know, like your gran is just sort of really sarcastic and funny in her own way. And, like like I said, you know she's got a tissue in her pocket for you if you need it kind of thing. I'm all for it. I'd love to meet her. Um, I'm just, you know, get rid of the monarchy. Yeah, I, I fully know where you're, where We're you're just coming being from. being facetious. So yeah. Queen's dad, dead. Dead. Gone. And on June 2nd, 1953, the coronation took place and she was officially crowned at Westminster Abbey. The coronation is always a huge affair. Lots of flags waving and people crying and taking the day off work for absolutely no reason. 
With being a royal comes the expectation to visit the Commonwealth, and over the next few years, the Queen will fly to Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the USA, European countries, and all that, to name a few. USA is not a Commonwealth before people come at me, but she goes over there because she likes the horses you breed because over there. Because it was, and That's then you the got little fucking... Oh, you started bitching about us behind her back. You were like, I'm not paying your fucking tea tax. And we were like, right, okay. This is the thing. Independence Day in England is actually officially called uh, Ungrateful Colonial Day. <laughs> Do you know what? I've noticed on our analytics that um, for the first time, I would argue, since we've been doing the pod in nearly two years, um, the UK has actually been listening to us more than the US recently. I'm not surprised because I... We, I <laughs> The thing is, I really like America, and if someone offered me to live there, I would. I just really like pointing out its flaws. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just makes me apparently, happy. Apparently, um, Britain was quite fine with the, the tea tax. We weren't that bothered by it as much as uh, everyone thinks that that was the catalyst that sparked the entire thing. Um, apparently, we it was the It was the French. The French won the War of Independence, and I won't hear anything else of it. <laughs> Without the French, that was it. They were oh, fucked. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and then after that, that's when they went back to France and were like, hold on, we should revolutionise ourselves. And then Napoleon happened, so cheers, America. Yeah. Look what he did there. Short little man got too much power. He wasn't actually that short, he was like 5'8". Anyway. So she was visiting the Commonwealth, jetting around, having all these holidays. It sounds lovely. On one occasion, after exiting a train, there's a video of her approaching her son, Prince Charles, and it's really obvious that he barely recognises her, which is quite sad, actually, because... Like, she'd been away for so long. And it is quite upsetting, because obviously she wants to be a family person. But then, on the official royal train, they started taking the family with them. And they had, um, like, cars on the train that had, like, schooling cars, just to make them more, the kids more comfortable. So they did get to spend more time mm. together. Which is nice for them. Um, the Queen did have two other children, Prince Andrew and Prince Edward, both who don't really like to take the limelight, limelight that much, despite Prince Andrew facing claims that he was friends with Epstein and attended the famous parties. And if you aren't sure what that means, there stands a fair chance that Prince Andrew is a nonce. <laughs> allegedly. We should get the word allegedly uh, in there. Allegedly. But 100% was. So if it was anybody else, there would have been a full inquiry and they would have gone to court. But because you're a royal, it means you can get away with it. Well, no, the queen, the queen can't be arrested uh, or tried in her own court, but apparently others, minor royals, can because it's in her name. But obviously, she's the son of the monarch, and he's also been dubbed as the famed, like the, the not the famed, sorry, uh, the the favourite child of of the queen. Um, but also, oh, really? what I find interesting, um, now I'm not, I'm not trying to take like anything away. I'm not trying to excuse nothing. In the UK, uh, eight consent sexual consent age is sixteen. Um, mm -hmm. As far as I'm aware, in terms of what we know, the it, the picture of Andrew with that girl, the American girl, um, that he swears blind, he has never seen. It's a fake picture and everything. Apparently, she's sixteen in the picture, and mm. obviously in the UK that would be legal. That's okay. That's fine. But obviously in America that's not. So it's there's a difficulty there. Yeah, in I think sixteen in this country. If he was, however old he was, thirty or whatever, it's it's one of those. It's not illegal, but also it's an it's a no no. Oh no, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it. I'm I'm just trying to throw a spanner in the works a little bit there, but like, in, in, if they, you imagine that the royals have almost like the best lawyers in the world. Um, they're gonna be oh, like, sure. well, you know, she's sixteen in the UK, that's fine. So if uh, there is anything to talk about, um, that's not one of them. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, the fact that. He didn't do himself any favours when he did that interview. He thought he could clear his name, and he just made it so oh much God, worse. Yeah. yeah, he made everything ten times worse. I don't sweat. And it's like, right, okay, well, can I have a look at you today? Because it's nearly 30 degrees, and I'm... Oh, well, I've no, I have no moisture left in my body, so I don't know how he's doing if he doesn't mm. sweat, which means he overheats. And there was something about Pizza Express as well. Yeah, well, apparently the Pizza Express he was I at... I can't remember what it was, but he was at Pizza he Express. He was at Pizza Express... Yeah. And the time he said he was at the Pizza Express doesn't correlate with its opening times. And then the time he said he was at this Tramp nightclub bar, it wasn't even open at that time. I just love the image of a member of the royal family going to Pizza Express because it's not even the best pizza. Even I avoid Pizza yeah. Express. Yeah. Well, no, for me, it's just th for me. For me, it's good. seeing him in a in a nightclub. Yeah. What are like, you doing? You, you're in your fifties, dude. Like, grow up. 
But then saying that, if it was like Prince Harry was in the nightclub and going Pizza Express, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably yeah. Uh, let's not refer to him as a prince because he's not anymore. He will be to me, Ryan. He's my favourite. <laughs> Maybe your favourite. He's just not a prince. I'll call him Hazard then. Hazard. Hazard. How you doing? <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll breeze past all the nonsery. Uh, now the Queen, like all of us, has made mistakes, and honestly, to this point, I'm, I'm for th- as the Queen as an individual, I think she's I think she's really nice. I think she's cool. I'd love to mm. just chill with her, you know, hear yeah. the stories. Um, obviously, there's things personally I disagree with, like she loves horse racing, and I fucking hate it. So there's that, and also she uh, owns exotic animals like elephants. But in her defence, they were gifts from other countries, and they live in London Zoo. Again, I'm not a fan of zoos, but what can she do if someone offers you an elephant? You can't just yeah, say no. True. Um, but one of her biggest mistakes, in my personal opinion, and probably the opinion of many, is her handling of Diana's death. Um, obviously, as Ryan said, go out and check out our episode on a Princess Diana because it's a lot more in detail. But here's a very brief rundown. Diana was the younger sister of one of Charles' girlfriends, but he opted for Diana instead, despite being in love with Camilla. They got married, had Prince William and Prince Harry, then divorced. Uh, lots of arguments, lots of grief. You've watched The Crown, you know it. Uh, Diana suffered with mental health conditions, probably a result of the environment and the press. And in 1977, whilst being chased by the Paps, she was in a car accident in Paris and lost lost her life. That's the general gist of mm. the story. I just did one of our, our episodes in 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> you've really done it justice. <laughs> <laughs> but we're focusing on how the Queen dealt with this. She found out late at night and opted to leave William and Harry to sleep instead of telling them that their mother was dead. And they even carried on the next day like nothing had happened. Eventually, the boys were told, but the Queen gave no official reaction, which obviously she should have. Um, Princess Diana was massively loved by many, many people, and this was a really dark time for the country. I think everyone felt this one pretty hard, and the Queen offered absolutely no support. And in fact, um, it's probably the worst the Queen has ever come under fire from the British public. People really oh, went yeah. for her. Massively. Eventually, however, she did acknowledge it, and there were vigils and and stuff like that, and she laid flowers. But it always seemed clear that she wasn't Diana's biggest fan. But Philip, surprisingly, was apparently always very supportive of Diana and tried desperately to keep Charles and her happy. And this is where I think that Prince Philip has got like this aroma of being a bad guy because he can be he's very old fashioned. He says the occasional racist thing, just like all of our grandparents do. But I think under this old fashioned exterior there was actually a really nice, kind man. Yeah, I think so. Like you said, he's old fashioned, so he's obviously come through an era where um the idea is that we're 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 married, so we fix it we figure it out. Even if we don't like each other, we try and figure something out that benefits the two of us. Divorce oh, is not yeah. an option. Because the Queen and Philip, their marriage was not <laughs> not all swings and like yeah, roses. Yeah, it wasn't perfect, no, no, not by any means. But I find bizarre um, the way the Queen handled Diana's death. Obviously, not waking, not choosing to wake, choosing not to wake the princes up in the evening. I can understand that to an extent. Um, you know, it's maybe it's late at night. You just think we'll tell them in the morning, trying to protect them, I suppose. But it was when apparently when she, when they were told. They just went to a standard church service that morning, as they always do, and Diana was not mentioned at all in the church service, nor was she mentioned by the Queen at all that day. Bear in mind, the princes have just been told their mum is dead, and now no one is even mentioning her. Yeah, it's... She just wanted to skirt past it. What she should have done is she should have just lent into it and just accepted there was going to be a big funeral and a lot of sadness and just accepted it whilst it was happening instead of yeah, trying to ignore yeah, it it's a real shame like yeah and it was the whole like um the royal standard or the union flag whatever it was at buckingham palace that wasn't lowered at half mast for a, a day or two after her death and people were really pissed off because obviously in the uk we lower flags at half mast as a sign of respect to whatever may be the current thing that we're showing respect to and that was not the case when diana died and everyone was like how dare you why would you not do that and then she didn't even come out and do a speech uh to like you say to acknowledge it or anything like yeah. that it was like days after wasn't it, it, was, it yeah people were really pissed off about it yeah it took her a while but she did eventually and then there's also the Aberfan disaster which is said to be the queen's biggest regret on november 21st 1966 going back before uh, diana mm. died about 30 years 
Um, a surplus of mining waste collapsed on Panglass Junior School in Aberfan. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, a mm-hmm. Welsh mining town. 116 children and 28 adults were trapped in the school and sadly lost their lives. This was a huge event and was met with sorrow throughout Great Britain because obviously we're quite a small nation. So when an event like this happens, the whole country started kind of reels from it. Uh, the Queen knew about the disaster very shortly after it happened, but waited eight days to go and visit. Prince Philip attended earlier without her. And this was met with condemnation from people thinking the Queen was simply not choosing to go because she didn't want to. However, her version of events is that she didn't want to take the limelight and she wanted everyone's attention to be on searching for people instead. But after eight days, the Queen did attend, and this was the first time the Queen was seen crying in wow. public. Because obviously, good old stiff upper lip with the English and all that, and watching the Queen cry would be quite a big a big moment. Um, and she's always said it's her biggest regret that she didn't go and visit earlier, and she's since revisited four times. I th- I don't think it was a, p- a choice of I'm not going because I don't want to. I genuinely think her intentions were nice. Uh, when she I, I, I agree with you there. I think it was that. that was she's saying, I didn't want to take the limelight away by showing up. Maybe that was actually it. Yeah, but she she goes now and she lays wreaths and stuff. So, but she she'll always regret it. But hey, you learn from your mistakes. Well, yeah, she had a long time to learn from, haven't she? Longest reigning monarch. Yeah, fucking a long time. Um, this is interesting and might stir debate up. Uh, in 1992, the Queen opted to pay taxes from her personal income, so she does pay tax. Um. Hold on a minute. Isn't she paid by the government she's now giving tax to? But I don't know. I'm I'm not 100% sure. All I know is that she pays tax off whatever income uh, it is that she Fair enough. Yeah, no, it's something for talking about later. They do actually make a wee bit of money off the side. And actually, I think, it is, I think they actually make more money from private investments and land holdings and stuff like that than they actually do from government income. Yeah, but she does pay tax, so there's one for the for the monarchists out there. Shove that down the old lefties' throat, the pesky <laughs> yeah. lefties. Um, on September 9th, 2015, Queen Elizabeth II became the longest reigning British monarch ever, surpassing Queen Victoria's reign of 63 years and 216 mm. days. However... With the amount of war and famine and uh, beheadings and all that kind of shit that's happened throughout the centuries, it's really unsurprising that the more modern monarchs are the ones with the longevity. Yeah, see, modern medicine, like like I said, every morning when they wake up, there's probably a a heart monitor on their wrist as they sleep. Mm. But obviously we've had a lot of monarchs overthrown, killed, assassination attempts. There's just a lot has gone on. And a lot of war and battles and just dysentery and all sorts. So, yeah. But Charles is quite old. He won't surpass that. I think I think this, I think the Queen's record will stand for a very long time. Because she came into power very yeah, young. Yeah, it's one of those... Yeah, she, she, she was in her 20s, wasn't she? Mm, uh, yeah, very and young. Obviously, Charles is in his six, 60s, nearly 70s now. Um, so, when he inherits the throne... He'll probably only get like fifteen years, maybe, and then William will be in his forties, mm. I assume, by that point. So yeah, yeah, maybe it won't happen for a long time. Obviously, monarchs are living longer, so by the time they pass it down, they're already really old. Yeah. So yeah, but I, in in our lifetime now, after the Queen passes away, we'll only ever know kings unless something really tragic happens. Oh yeah, of course. If everyone lives to their life expectancy, yeah, we'll only course, ever know yeah. kings. Yeah, there's only in the next two are in line are kings. So, yeah, you're right. Unless something tragic happens. It's going to be hilarious watching the changeover of the money. It's going to be Yeah, chaos. there'll be some twat with a 20 on a queen's face on it going, oh, why can't I use this? Oh, it's got the old monarch on it. Oh, why can't I use it? It's still 20 quid. Oh, it's not anymore. You've got to go get changed. Go to the bank. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> Charles's face plastered on everything. Oh, yeah, that would look weird. Because, obviously, uh, £50 notes are red, so it would just look like a picture of Charles because his face is constantly red. <laughs> just a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting, yeah, because, obviously, it would have to be, like, an old officially portrait. And, obviously, in yeah. modern times, they're all HD pictures, and, obviously, this is going to be on money. Mm. And coins. I mean, we're a cashless society now, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like, stamps and things. And also relearn that national anthem, God Save Our King. That's going to sound weird. 
Yeah. Is it? Is this now the time to talk about the national anthem? Yeah, talk about the national anthem. Right. So the national anthem comes from a time where, you know, the idea of a monarch and whatnot, it's it's still, you know, oh, yeah, we love the queen. We're all for the queen, blah, blah, blah. Now, in the last sort of 100 years, whatever now, particularly in the last sort of 15 to 20 years, the idea of monarchy is sort of waning to the point where um, there's outright people just like saying, no, get rid of it. We don't want it. There's probably, I would imagine, quite a substantial percentage of the population that would just oust the monarchy tomorrow. Um, and also, I'm a big football fan. James is a big football fan. Um, and when we watch the football, we sing God Save Our Queen because it is the national anthem. I have no personal feelings or connections to the national anthem. I don't care for it at all. I don't care for the monarchy. Therefore, I'm not that interested in the queen having a long reign over me. When you see like other nations that are like republics and they talk about like how amazing their country is and how amazing the people are and what they stand for and you see them singing it and they have so much passion for it. And yet I'm talking about, I really wish that my female overlord rules me for eternity. <laughs> and I don't think that's like just good at all. I should get rid of it. I think we should revamp the national anthem, change the national anthem, have the national anthem for the queen by all means. So when the queen walks in the room, play God Save Our Queen because that's now relevant. But just don't play it in my sports and don't have it for that because it's so dirty as well like you listen if ever we're playing like italy or ireland or germany someone with a really rousing national anthem and then you get to ours it's just it's so demotivating it really is and then you'll see the players right and they're going they're just mumbling right and then you'll get some you'll get one of the commentators like i don't know someone will be going Oh, like there's no passion, there's no nothing from him, like because it's not relevant to them. Like it's not relevant to someone who grew up in Birmingham, who's never met the Queen, doesn't even know who she really is, and now you're yeah. playing for her country and you've got to sing a song for her. Like I don't know her, I don't know what she does. Why should you? <laughs> no, it is true. It is true. Uh, my favorite national anthem is the Italian one. It's just so good. They're just I love ready. it. I love it when they're all so passionate about it. You see, like, uh, Gigi Buffon just, like, screaming at the top of his lungs. Chiellini just screaming as well. Oh, it's amazing. We do need to know. Have you got any ideas what you'd change it to? Ah, I don't know. Uh, Like, some people want Jerusalem. Jerusalem? What? Mm. What's that? You know Jerusalem. I can't, I I forget how it goes, but there's a piece of music called Jerusalem or a song. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe we should have um, Bittersweet Symphony. Um, Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be great. Or Angels by Robbie Williams. Oh, everyone just belting that beforehand. Yeah, that or um, Mr. Brightside. That Yeah, even though that's a very American song, that is a very British song. I, I'm convinced that no British person has ever sat down to learn the lyrics. Everyone is just born with the lyrics in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You go on a night out and that comes on and you're just singing it and you don't know how, but it, the words are just happening. Yeah. Oh, actually, I've got a really good um, uh, recommendation. Park Life by Blur. Park Life? <laughs> I, Park, Park Life. Life. Wouldn't that be great? Like, I wake up in the morning, like, oh, just start doing the verses for Park Life would be great. I think all, all, <laughs> all, the, all the footballers would be into it because, like, you know, we're supposed to be somewhat working class coming from that area. All the fans will know it, will enjoy it. And can you imagine in the national anthem, obviously, we're all singing it and then, like, 70,000 fans at Wembley just go, Park Life, that'd be great. It would be cool. It would be cool. Also, Sweet Caroline, I think, is another great shout. Oh, yeah, nice choice, nice choice. So Yeah, we do need a new one. We've fixed the national anthem. We've got Park Life mm. as the national anthem. Uh, what else? We just need to get rid of the monarchy. Is that what we're getting on to? Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about the flag? The flag's a bit dull, isn't it? Not the Union Jack. That's got a lot going on. Just the English flag. So the English Jack, uh, Jack, the English flag is Saint George's Cross, isn't it? The the yeah, white, the story the that the 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 dragon's blood bled onto the flag in that way. It's just and Saint George traditionally, I think, originates from Turkey, doesn't he? Yeah, he is. He's a yeah. So I like it as a British man. As a Christian story, I get it. It's just a very boring flag, isn't it? I mean, but then having having it's said just a that. Cross. Having said that, I've currently got the Spain versus Sweden game on, and the Swedish flag is pretty much the same, just moved to the left a little bit. 
Yeah, in different colours. A lot of the country's flags are very similar. Like, um, Ivory Coast and Ireland are exactly the same, just the colours are changed. Yeah, Norway, Sweden and Denmark, it's all the same, just different colours. Oh, and yeah, Iceland yeah, and Finland. Belgium, very similar. Yeah, they're all oh, the all same. The I don't mind the, the uh, Union flag, I don't mind that at all. I'm all up for the flags, we'll keep the flags. Um... But then, if Scotland want independence, the they'll the uh, Scottish flag will be taken away from the Union Jack. Yeah, they'll be taking away the blue from the flag. That'll, that'll suck. Mm. Oh well, keep going Certainly. for it. Yeah. Now, uh, there's this what? argument about uh, a lot of anti-royalists say, "Oh, uh, we pay for the Queen, blah blah blah. We pay for the royal family. It's a waste of money. We ought to get rid of it." Um, initial thoughts, feelings, and opinions on that. Uh, James so we've discussed this before Um, this is always the thing that gets brought up if ever you say uh, abolish the monarchy people will always come with you and say yeah but look at the tourism look at the money they generate cool so does Thought Park so why don't we have the palaces as like museums this is the thing you don't have to abolish the history I'm a history lover I know Ryan's a history lover we love history we don't want to abolish the history we want to celebrate it but we don't need the people there to do it. If you go to Buckingham Palace, the Queen is not going to have a selfie with you. But how cool is it if you could walk into the house and it's a museum and you could see loads of stuff from past monarchies and all of that and, yeah. like, turn the fucking um, garden into a, a cafe, have, like, loads of seating, have, have a beer garden, I don't care. Have a Just Greg's. make it... You, have a Greg's. You could literally monetize it so, so well. Windsor Castle, open it up. You imagine you, how you many? Do so much. Imagine how many more Weatherspoons there would be if all the palaces got taken away from the royals. Oh, it'd be huge! Buckingham Palace spoons. That'd be great. Um, now I've been to just... Buckingham Palace, even though we do have a current monarch who uses it from time to time, and I've also mm. visited and been around uh, Windsor Castle. Um, now I didn't go to those places because I thought I would see, I'd get to meet the Queen. Um, no. I went to those places because they're interesting looking and they've got history and you learn stuff about these places. Now, mm-hmm. it'd be the same if I went to France. I wouldn't decide to just not go to the Palace of Versailles because King Louis the Sixteenth doesn't live there anymore. I'd be like, well, it's mm-hmm. an amazing palace. I'd quite like to see it. It's very interesting. So, yeah. you know, no one's going to Buckingham Palace because they might see the Queen. You, they're not doing that. It, no. You can keep all the pomp and ceremony, keep the guards, keep the changing of the guard. People love that. Keep all that. We don't need to do away with that. Just do away with the heads of state. Operate how Tower of London operates. No one goes there anymore hoping to see an execution. It's just, it just doesn't happen. You go there to look at all the cool artifacts and like view the buildings and see all the pomp and ceremony. The beefies. That's what you go for. And they make a killing. Their tickets are expensive. They are. Where I work, I live, I live, I basically fucking live there, I work, there's a lot, I work in a medieval castle. At no point has anyone of interest lived there for a very, very long time, but people still come. Obviously it's been commercialised to shit, but you get the history lovers and the people that are there for a day out to do other stuff and their experience in history at the same time. This is what it should be done. Mm. And it makes a lot of money. So, on the you whole... You don't need the people there. On the whole money front, apparently it's like 1% of... Uh, UK spending goes to the royals uh, upkeep of palaces and their income and whatnot. but it turns out they actually make more and this is because I'm someone who used to argue the whole it's a waste of money until I actually watched a video that detailed everything down and they were like they actually do bring in more money than we make when we give them in our own taxes they actually bring they do bring more money in and they actually make their own private income as well through various land holdings and you know properties and whatnot, um, and have been you know, friends with paedophile billionaires and the like. You know they make a lot of money off their own back as well. So we a- they actually mm. almost pay for themselves, which is fine. And now I'm kind of like you know oh, maybe I should just leave them alone, but I don't know. I just don't see the point in them. A lot of the land's inherited as well. Yeah, and then it would obviously go like to the it, government. They, they're just born with it. But yeah, I, I, I'm but really struggling to see the point in the royal family at the moment. Even if you stay away from the monetary side, if you look at the morality side of the royal family and what that kind of institution stands for or has stood for. Oh, absolutely. I, I know, like, obviously, we can sit here as two white British blokes. The monarchy will have... 
has never done anything bad to us because why would they? We're like their people. But if you come from part of the Commonwealth, as it's called now, like past monarchs came, just ordered your country to be obliterated for what? Look at the British Museum. It's just full of stolen shit that we don't own. Yeah, it was taken at the time of empire to show how brilliant it was. It's and Our empire was not that long ago. It really wasn't. Uh, it was no. in, what, the last century? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are still countries that have the title Commonwealth, which is just a rebranding of the word. Yeah, and they've got a bit more bit more power now, but um, I, I couldn't fully understand why people do not want the monarchy in power based off what they've done in the past. And obviously, it's not the Queen's fault, because, again, she's inherited that bad image as well. So uh, I think we should reiterate, as individuals, I imagine they're all lovely. Most of them are lovely people. My issue is, but my issue is one on a technicality here, um, which if you are a royalist and you're listening, you're going to go, oh, fucking hell. Um, but I think I'm being really smart here. Um I believe that the royals are in their position because they are uh, graced by God to be a royal. Does that not make sense, right? The queen is only the queen of the country because she is uh, you know, God's appointed monarch on of, of yeah, Britain. Yeah. That's the whole point of monarchs, isn't it? They, mm-hmm. They're ordained by God to be the queen or the king. That's the whole point of them. And that's, yeah. what, that's what separates them from, you know, Peter, who lives down the road, um, saying Mm -hmm. oh i could be king and it's like yeah but god didn't appoint you did he He appointed me and that's kind of you know Mm. that's kind of more important and he'll go ah fair enough yeah what happens to those that don't believe in your god so i uh, and uh, as is james we're non-believers we don't have any faith in of any sort how can you then justify being the queen or the overlord of me because i don't believe in your god that has appointed you a queen does that make sense no, I do get what you mean. This is uh, again part. Of, I bring it up a lot. The French Revolution, um, because they their monarch was like God appointed, whatever it's called, and everyone was like, actually, no, we're starving. We couldn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, that's what I mean. We just want food. Like, oh, you must bow before so and so and whatnot. And you're like, but but why? And it's like, well, because she's the queen. It's like, well, no, she just happens to have been born into a family that believes that God put them there. Well, I don't believe that he did. So she's just another person who lives in a fancy house and has got a load of money this is the thing she was born out of a specific vagina and it just happened to be the right one someone else could have been born at the exact same second as her but being born in the slums oh yeah yeah and they could be the same intelligence wise they could look the same they could have every all the attributes exactly the same but the queen had a massive advantage mm. so i think then because I, I I can't see a point in still having a monarchy. I don't see I don't see how it benefits the nation in any way. Um, this is the thing. I think people's argument is there isn't a point in having one, but there's also no point in getting rid of yeah, it because it, it's just there. That's where I'm sitting at the moment, where I don't really see the point. But um, it, it was almost it's also kind of like self governing. It sort of runs itself without us. And then when t- people talk about how like Harry and his missus uh, done up that cottage or mansion or whatever it was and cost them like 20 grand to do up the cottage or something. It was about 2 million to do up Frogmore Cottage. Uh, and everyone's like, oh God, they spent 20, 20, 2 million pounds or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but it didn't come out your pocket, did it? And they're saying, oh, it was taxpayers' money. Yeah, but they do actually make more money than what was spent. So it actually pays for itself. So you can kind of leave A lot them of it alone. was money that um, Diana left for him as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. She saw it coming. No, she 100% saw it coming. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, but he's a weird one anyway, so... Uh, listen, I like him. He seems right. Harry, he's my favourite monarch by far. I think Meghan Markle's awesome as well. I'm just a bit different about it. I- I'm one of those that... Um, just shut up. Like I-, I don't get it. Like You've had your say. Um, all you're continuing to do is sort of just rip into your own family, which is, you know... Yeah, they do keep piping up a bit. It should be behind closed doors. But one bit that got me in the uh, the Harry Meghan interview is when Meghan Markle had to curtsy to the Queen, meeting her, and the Queen just expects it. I just... Yeah. The thought of that horrifies me. I like to think that if I was born into this family and I was the king and I was meeting my grandson's girlfriend, soon-to-be wife, I would be like, don't, don't bow. There's no point in this. Just come and sit down and have a chat. Just be a normal person. But you also have to remember that... Um 
like we sort of mentioned in our Winston Churchill episodes, the way he grew up, he legit thought he was the elite because he was upper class. The queen is literally at the mm. top of the ladder. So although like she seems really friendly and nice to like, you know, kids in schools and she goes to like visit a town and some lovely lady gives her a flower and whatnot, she still looks at them and is like, you're still a peasant. Like I'm still the queen. Like I'm better than you, but I'm like, I put up with you mm. kind of thing. Maybe she doesn't think like that. Maybe she does think like a normal person, but to expect someone to bow would would sort of make you look like you assume you're better than everyone else even still so like there's no yeah uh, humor uh what's the what's the word um there's no humbleness to them hmm i've always said anybody worth bowing to wouldn't let you anyway probably yeah that well that, no it's aragorn in it it's lord of the rings yeah he's like you bow to no one but that yeah but and in japan obviously i had this argument with my brother and he was like in japan they bow all the time it's like that's their culture though they bow to fucking everybody but, it, but, it, but that's not to like res- that's not to respect necessarily your position that's just to show respect to the person just respect you as an yeah. individual yeah so if the queen curses when she met you you'd bow back and that would be a, a mutual thing yeah but the second you meet her you have to show your subservience and this is where i don't buy into it i'm i've I haven't. I have. I've always had an issue with authority. Anyway, like I just, I really struggle with it. But I wouldn't. And if ever I was did something in my life that warranted a knighthood or being part of her honors, I'd refuse. I I don't understand why people would want to be knighted and be called sir or dame or whatever. Like, get over yourself. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm the same. I'm the same. I, I don't need it. I don't need it unless it comes with a nice, healthy, you know wage package or something i don't know if it's beneficial in that sense i might give up my morals for that but i'm sure there's some cult you get to join like the order of the garter or something don't you no i have no idea some pomp and ceremony that us peasants will never uh, this what have you ever seen um monty python holy grail no. the scene where he uh king arthur marches into the town and there's the peasants there and he's trying to like get them to do something. He's like, "Who yeah. are you? The king? Well, I didn't vote yeah, for you. It. You don't vote for a king." <laughs> they, they, honestly, the Mon- Monty Python group was so on it. They were just so on it. Yeah, it's one of my favourite scenes because it just fully undermines everything the monarchy is in just one, one foul yeah, swoop. Don't pander to it, mate. Love it. Love that. Anyway, that was the queen. I like her as an individual. Do we need the monarchy? Probably not. If you are a monarchist, I'm so sorry about what you've just sat through because we've just bashed it, but this is just who we are. I'm yeah, afraid. I'd be interested to hear from you. Don't get me wrong. I work with loads. I had this debate with loads of people at work are monarchists, and my family, my brother especially, is. And we have these debates all the time. There's reasons for and there's reasons against. Well, I don't think there's many reasons for. But I just don't see it. But I'm sure if someone sat there and told me, um, I would pull it apart. <laughs> but yeah. Nice. Long live the yeah, queen. Lo- well, yeah, long live the queen because, you know, she seems like a really nice person and, you know, I wouldn't like to see her drop down anytime soon. Um, awesome. No. Right. Well, thanks for that, man. Next week, we're talking about, I've forgotten the name already, we're talking about a woman Just named Margaret Howe Lovett, um, who loves dolphins probably more than she should. And that's where I'm leaving it. Does this woman have intercourse with a dolphin? I'm not saying anything. We'll find out next week when we record the episode. Well, if that didn't get you interested in next week's episode, I don't know what will. Yeah, exactly. And this is a good one. This is a good one, all right? But there's just some weird shit in it. So, yeah, join us next week where we'll be talking about Margaret Howe Lovett. Uh, Make sure you follow us on all the socials. As always, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um... If you would like to donate to the show, please do so. You can find us on our Kofi page, www.ko-fi.com forward slash that's what people do, where you can leave us a one-time donation um, and we would be forever grateful for it. And if you listen to us on any platform that allows it, please uh, rate and review us. I've noticed looking at our analytics, there's quite a lot of you now listening to us on Amazon Music. How dare you? Oh, really? Yeah, I did not... I. So I I signed us up to the Amazon Music just so maybe we could get a few more people listening because there might be people using the platform. And it turns out there's quite a lot of you using the platform 
and I don't oh. understand how there could be so many soulless people out there. I've never listened to anything on Amazon Music. No, I'm a Spotify it's a, guy. It's a crap app. I've used it, obviously, to sign us up, and I've tried to find it, and it's awful. I can't like anything. I can't, like... I can't list anything. I can't share anything. Oh, it's so infuriating, that app. Oh. But, but we're on it anyway. Because, Damn you, know, you, Bezos. He who sups with the devil. Um, so, yes, uh, whatever you're listening to us on, please rate, review, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff that we do. Um, and, yeah, join us next week. We'll be talking about someone who really likes dolphins. And it's not my mum. My mum's my favourite animal is a dolphin. <laughs> If anyone's interested, so um, I, I, just, I say that because obviously when I tell her that we're going to be recording about a dolphin next week, she's just going to be the first person to listen to it, and then she's going to have a, <laughs> like a horrified face halfway through. Uh, anyway, join us next week. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you then. Bye.